0: Hey, guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I am at W.A. Campion Company, located in Golden Valley, Minnesota. Across the table from me is Bill Campion, the president. How you doing, Bill? Doing well, thank you. Good and next to Bill is Reed Morreier. I got that right, Reed. You did. Thank you. All right. Good and Reed is the fractional CFO. It sounds pretty important.
1: Well, it's I, I'm a fractional CFO for other companies, oh. which is one of the services
0: we you provide guys provide. Here. Oh, yep. Okay. Okay. So if you're <laughs> a company that's not ready to hire on a full time CFO, you can step in and help them out. Exactly. All right, so this is a a, a first for me. Um, you know, I, I try to tailor these podcasts to the construction and manufacturing industry. I've never interviewed a CPA accounting firm, and I don't want to pigeonhole you guys into anything, but it sounds like you do more than just accounting. Is that correct? I mean, fractional CFO work is one of them, right? What else do you guys do, Bill?
2: So basically, we try partner with our clients. So we want to be the guy that you meet with every month that goes over the financials, goes over your jobs. We try to figure out which jobs made money, which jobs didn't make money and really set you up so that as you go forward, you have more knowledge each month than you had before.
0: Okay. All right. And you guys do a lot of work in the construction and manufacturing industries. Is that right, Reed?
1: Yeah, most of our clients are, are focused there, and, and all of our growth is is focused in those two markets. Oh, well, that's good. So let's start from the
0: beginning. W.A. Campion Company. Now, I, I believe this was started by your father. Is that right, Bill? Yep, in
2: 1985.
0: 1985. Was it his long-life dream to become a, a CPA and uh, start doing tax returns, or how did this get going?
2: It kind of makes me laugh a little when you say that. Uh, One thing, though, he's always been an entrepreneur. He has never worked for anybody but himself. Since he graduated from college in 1949, he has uh, been his own company. He's got many partners over the years, but he was mostly in real estate. They bought and sold and developed real estate and built apartment buildings and homes all over the city.
0: When you say they, uh, who else was involved in that?
2: Well, he had a few partners. Oh, partners. Uh, one, okay. One was uh, his cousin who was called JP Campions, who had a realty company. And then in the mid-early 70s, he partnered up with some other guys uh, from around the city that developed uh, financing for real estate.
0: Okay. So it started off in real estate. Well, how did it spin off into this accounting world?
2: Well, I mean, he was always the accountant. Oh, he was. He
0: really okay. Got,
2: yep. He was the man with the money and the bank account and the checks and, and okay. all the companies he's ever been in. So it's okay. very much a hands-on yeah. learning after his, uh got his degree from St. Thomas.
0: And, and so this was back in the 70s?
2: Well, he started in 1949.
0: Holy cow. Yeah.
2: As soon as he graduated from college after being in World War II, he went into real estate and he was the owner and accountant yeah. for, you know, 40 years
0: and he's still here today
2: he's still here and he still comes to work on Monday's world war Two
0: vet. he was in world war Two. absolutely and what did he do there
2: he was in the navy he was oh. on an lst the little uh, smaller uh, landing ships that and he was in the pacific his whole term
0: okay yeah. all right so you watched dad uh be this entrepreneur is that something that you kind of had plans of doing since a, a small child or did you just, just kind of stumble into this
2: Actually, I stumbled into it. Yeah? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I'd been working in uh, different parts, and all, all in accounting. And then in 91, he said, you should come work for me. And so I went and came here. And after a year, he said, you should buy me out. Oh, really? <laughs> he, he wanted out. He was 65. Okay. He'd, again, he'd been his own boss for 40 years. And so mm. we devised a plan to buy him out. And then he could just come to work and not have to think about anything. Okay. For work, which is okay. really what he wanted.
0: Any other family that work here?
2: I do have a brother who is my partner for many many years, yeah um, who works here. He's a bit older he's seventy five okay he still has a lot still. a lot of knowledge in his brain,
0: yeah, so you work with dad and brother, yep, yep. how is that? It's good, yeah,
2: it's good they uh, you know they let me do whatever I feel like doing
0: okay, <laughs> they so leave you alone they leave me alone they stay in their lane <laughs> very, much. Okay.
2: very much, okay yeah all right.
0: And Reed, how did you uh, get hooked up in this uh, family affair?
1: Well, I'd been doing kind of entrepreneurial work for a long time. I was a CPA practicing in Nebraska way back in the 80s. Uh, was a public, was a controller of a public company. And then I spun off and did a bunch of other work for them and and, uh, grew some businesses and and, uh, moved on and was... uh, CEO of a couple businesses here in the in the in the state or in Minnesota. We moved up here um, when we acquired a weather company up here that I was okay. running, and so then about four or five years ago, I decided I needed to do something a little bit different. I had been doing consulting work, uh, helping businesses grow their top line revenue for about fifteen years as just a consulting firm, and was looking for something a little bit different. And, and my wife's job situation was changing, and I said maybe I should get something a little. A little more fixed and and all that so I started looking around and I met Bill and we kind of clicked right away and I started working here part-time for a little while and then pretty soon we decided that that needed to be a full-time venture and then we decided we needed to try to do some things to grow the business here and I I helped them with some marketing and things like that and okay it's been a good fit for both of us good good
0: and did you say you're not from Minnesota you I'm
1: from- I'm from Nebraska
0: Nebraska, yeah. cornhusker. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't go to the, to the, my, as my friends call it, the blessed institution, but <laughs> I, I went to the little school down the street. I, I went to Nebraska Wesleyan University.
0: Cool.
2: A quick message from our sponsors. This podcast was brought to you by Minnesota Risk Partners, specializing in risk management and insurance services for Minnesota based companies. Check them out at minnesotariskpartners.com.
0: All right. So. With a focus on construction and manufacturing and uh, knowing what you guys know in the financial world, I'll start with, I do don't—I guess I don't care, whoever wants to take it. So if, let's, let's just say, for example, I am a contractor. I am a masonry contractor and I have 30 employees. Um, it's growing not as fast as I want it to grow. Uh, some years are more profitable than others. I'm starting to question my CPA if he's doing, you know, all he can do as far as to minimize my tax burden, experiencing some growing pains. I'm not sure how to take it to the next level. And, uh, and I focus on commercial. Do you have any advice for me, Bill?
2: I do. All right. All right. One of the things that we are focusing on is stepping up and saying, first of all, we want to help you manage your cash flow we want to make sure you have the best banking relationship you have the best lawyer that is out there and then also look at what you're doing now where you are now where you want to go and devise a plan to get there it's called a gap meeting so we look at what are your gaps what would you need to do if you're a 5 million dollar company what would you need to do 10
0: to get to 10 yeah
2: to get to 10 how yeah. you know how many years how many day, how many new clients do you have to do what do you have to do to get there and that's really where we think we shine is we want to grow with you we want to get to the point where you actually can hire that full-time cfo if you need to and then we would take a a smaller position because that's really the goal
0: okay do you have any examples without putting anybody on blast some things about that you recently came across either in construction or manufacturing companies that you work with that uh, you have implemented specifically that has really helped them? Uh, Reed, do you want to take that one?
1: Well, I think, you know, one of the things that's happened lately is the pandemic had a big impact on a lot of businesses and especially construction industries and things like that. They, they had supply chain issues. And even if they had plenty of work to do, they had issues getting the product so that they could complete the jobs and all of that. Those businesses were impacted by the pandemic, whether their top line revenue was impacted or not. And there's ways for them to get some pretty big assistance from the government for uh, retaining their employees and, and working through that process. And we've been in the in the in the past year and a half, we've been able to get over two million dollars in tax credits for our employees, um, just based on their particular situations. And and we've found that a lot of a lot of people. Uh, thought those were too hard to apply for, didn't bother with it. Maybe their accountants weren't interested in it and didn't pick up the ball and run with it. But we've uh, brought on uh, several new clients over the last year that didn't have that done and, and where we've really, really helped them get some money that helped them you know, reduce some debt and get through this tough time and kind of position themselves for the future.
0: Now, I own a risk management company and I have a few employees. And as you're talking, I'm starting to think (laughs) about like PPP and uh, employee retention credit. Mm -hmm. Other things outside of those couple things that businesses could benefit from as far as Retaining employees or staying afloat, staying in the black, or are those the the main two that you were thinking about? Well,
1: those are two kind of opportunities that came along. It was Mm -hmm. kind of really tactical. But when you step back and look at it from a strategic standpoint, the real thing is to have your business plan in place. And and a business plan isn't just something you put on a document and now you've got it done. It Mm -hmm. should be live, living, changing as the business grows. And we put in place for our clients a dashboard system that we, after we do the business plan, all those projections are put in there, and it's tied into their financial information. And they can see month over month how they're tracking with their plan and what they need to do to get there. And it helps them manage their cash flow. And in the construction industry, especially here in Minnesota, it's up and down. You've got winter season, and, and you need to get through it. And then if you have a bad economy and winter and all that. Sometimes it's hard to get through those things. And so planning your financial position around to be prepared for those kinds of variances is really the big thing. And I think that's one of the places we help construction companies in particular the most.
0: Okay, okay. Anything you want to add to that, Bill?
2: There there is a couple other credits that we are working on with our clients, especially in the manufacturing. There's R&D credits. If you develop something that's novel and stuff, we just finished a project with a, a, another company of ours that we got them about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in R and D credits. Mm. We partnered with the largest R and D credit company in the world, so that helps to have people behind us that are um, really, really knowledgeable.
0: When you say credit, this is a tax credit, or what?
2: it is a uh, tax credit.
0: Yeah, yep. Oh, yep. interesting.
2: And the other thing is, there's work opportunity credits called WOTC, which. If you hire certain people, you know, the government will pay you to keep them on, and that can be really valuable in, in both manufacturing and construction industry.
0: Does that have to do with uh, equal employment opportunity stuff, or
2: that type of stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
2: But there's, there's actually you know areas of the of the state that qualify for them. Just if you're in that area, mm. like if you're in Marshalltown or some other town where there's fairly high unemployment, they put these credits in for you.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised when my uh, CPA, you know, mentioned the employee retention credit just Mm -hmm. out of the blue, you know, he's like, ah, well, it looks like you qualify for like $62,000 in credit. I'm like, (laughs) what? This out of nowhere, man. Like I, I I can't, I didn't see, well, I don't watch the news and I don't read the paper because it just depresses me. So it's hard for me personally to keep uh, on top of these different things that are are coming out as far as tax credits and PPP and round one and round two. So that was a that was a pleasant surprise, and I, I'm sure your clients kind of uh, felt the same way. I mean, were some of them surprised by some of these credits that you were able to get them?
1: Yeah, I, almost shocked. We've had a couple of them that have gotten you know extensive credits. We've got a client with 130 plus employees, and when you start getting seven thousand dollars per quarter per employee. Adds that, up. that adds up quick. And, the, and, you know, it's game changers for those companies. We've had a lot of uh, other clients in the hospitality industry, you know, uh, restaurants and places like that. And, and you know, how hard they were hit yeah. during the pandemic. Oh, well, yeah. you know, we had places that were able to, you know, just come through just fine and and manage their debt load and all that kind of things because of those credits. So, they get a little bit of a bad rep every now and then because people, especially on the PPE side, some people have taken advantage of the government's ease of handing out money. But for most of the small businesses we work with, those were a a godsend. You know, they just really helped them get through a really tough time. And I think it's important for a business owner to have advisors around them that can take care of those kinds of things for them where they can concentrate on doing what's best. I know my future son-in-law is a contractor and, And he works with, uh, you know, some uh, CPAs that specialize in working with construction companies. And he doesn't have to worry about it. You know, he's got Mm. people that handle that stuff and he can concentrate on building things and, and doing what he does best. And I think that's a critical thing for most people in those industries to don't waste your time and your energies and spend time away from your family because you're worried about the finance part of your business when you can have, you know, good professionals who understand that real well working for you.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned the seasonal business. And one thing, you know, I I sell insurance to a lot of contractors that are seasonal. And one thing that most of my insurance companies have incorporated now is pay-as-you-go on the work comp. So as you guys are, as the contractors ramping up and the, the payroll is going up, well, they just basically log in once a month, record their payroll, calculates how much they owe on the work comp policy, and they pay that. And then the opposite is true, right? So winter comes and payroll's down cash flow's down. Well, now they owe less on their work comp that month and it, all my contractor clients love it. So, WA Campion, it sounds like to me when I compare it to the guys down the hallway here, right? It's it's not just a tax return, right? It's a whole it's a whole financial planning, business planning process in order to I guess maximize profits and returns, and help you grow to the next level. And you mentioned the dashboard earlier, which made me think of EOS. Are you guys part of that process at all?
2: Very much so. We are an EOS company. We have been for four years. Our largest company at the time, we, we introduced it to them, and they just love it. It has allowed them to share all of the information with all of their employees, all the way down to even the guys standing at the presses in their manufacturing plant, and it has proven to be really, really powerful for them. We love EOS.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've read that book, I think, four times now. <laughs> yeah. Traction, mm-hmm. right? Gino, I forget his last name. Wick- Wickman. Wickman, <laughs> yes. Great book. It makes a lot of sense to me. You Like, uh, EAST, I think, it doesn't it stand for Entrepreneurial, Operation. Uh, operation system. Yeah. yeah, And it starts with things like getting your vision clear, right? And then like marketing plan and setting goals for 10 years, three years, one year out, having your quarterly rocks, getting everybody on board, getting the everybody rowing in the same direction, right? And I, I'm implementing that. I'm in the final stages of implementing that in my own business. So I actually have the book right in my backpack out of my truck right now with my VTO, Vision mm-hmm. Traction Organizer, right? Yep. So, yeah, I think it's a great system. And I, I would encourage any business, not just contractors and manufacturers, but any business that wants to get a grip and get clarity, in not only where they're at, but where they're headed, and have a plan in place, a logical step-by-step plan in place to get you there. That EOS process, I, I haven't came across anything better.
2: Neither have we, yeah. and we've worked with an integrator for, like say, four years. It has been partly the reason why we are able to define what we thought we could add value to, to Mm -hmm. the companies that we work with, Mm -hmm. and really focus on nothing else. We're just, you know, we know that we are really good at fractional CFO, we're good at helping your company grow, and this is what we're going to do until we retire.
0: Yeah. What's your thought of that process, Rhea? Do you like it too?
1: Yeah, I, I I like it. And Bill's the one who introduced me to it and, and I've been through a lot of different, you know, executive training sessions and things like that in the in my years in business. And and the thing I like about it is it gets the whole team on the same page. And yeah. you get the you get the buy in from all of your people and they understand why you're doing what you're doing and everybody understands the goals and then everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, tax season just finished up, right? Yep. So I don't know Uh if, if I'm a contractor, or manufacturer, I just got my taxes done. I'm not quite sure if my current guy did a great job, right? Is there a window of time in which I could have another firm such as yourself review what was done and possibly pick up on missing deductions or missing credits and then refile those taxes? Is that a possibility?
2: It certainly is. You actually have, Three years. Three years to to, go back? Yep, to go back. Okay. So uh, we just passed 18. You could amend 19, 20, and 21 still. Okay. So, but really it's within a year. You want, if there's something wrong, you want to address it within a year right away. Right. As quickly as you can.
0: Right. And what's your onboarding process look like? If I'm that manufacturing client and I want to kind of feel you guys out, we schedule a meeting, we sit in this boardroom. Can you kind of take me through that process a little bit?
2: Well, one of the things that we, address is we assess where you're at Mm -hmm. and just we ask questions and listen and listen until we are clear where you're at and then we say well where do you want to go and where are the hurdles that you know you're hitting that you is making you not get there without having another financial guy on board yeah where's the kink
0: in the garden halls
2: exactly it and so we just sit and wait and listen and talk and then say well you know give us a week or so and we'll come back with a plan, we'll devise something, we'll come and present it to you and say, here's what we think we can do to help you, here's what you can do, here's the other people that you're going to need on board. You might need a a, a fractional CMO on board to get, you know, to actually do your marketing for you and get the, you know, expand the business. Is that I'm, all in-house?
0: you got a CMO here or do you outsource that?
2: We outsource it. Yeah. yeah. We've got a company that they developed the whole fractional CMO University, basically.
0: Okay. So, and, and, and do they have a particular niche or focus as far as industry, or are they kind of cover it all?
2: Well, it's more size. You know, oh, they, okay. They, they're kind of the same thing, that uh, one to 20 million doesn't really want to have a full-time CMO on board. Yeah, But above that, you know, then you might be able to afford that.
1: And I think the real thing there is what you've got is is it's a collective group of resources Mm -hmm. um, that can do marketing. So you've got marketing professionals. This, This is a nationwide organization. It just happened to be started here in Minneapolis. And they've got people that can cover. If you're worried about digital marketing, there's expertise there. If you're worried about you know lead generation or or branding or whatever it is you're you need to focus on if it's the whole thing you can get the CMO if you need tactical work you can find that there also so it's just a a really good resource on that side of the business kind of the lead generation public image branding all that kind of stuff
0: Yeah. So I have my other business. I have a couple other businesses, but one in particular, Minnesota Risk Partners. It seems like you and your business and my business kind of have the same focus as far as employee size or you put it like revenue. Right. And it's for the same reason. So my focus with Minnesota Risk Partners has been contractors and manufacturers between 30 and 200 employees and I'm a, I'm a licensed insurance agent, but I I do a lot more. I got a lot more education on top of that, a lot more certification. So for me, I have discovered that that segment of that industry is being underserved on the whole risk mitigation process, right? They, they're they not at a size yet where they're going to hire a full-time risk manager and keep them in-house and pay them hundred grand a year, right? And their current insurance agent, they're not focusing on the mitigation piece, they're just transferring the risk to the insurance company. So they're they're not going through like the hiring process or safety training or compliance or your new injury response process, any of that kind of stuff, right? They sell them an insurance policy and then once the client asks them something, they react to it. Maybe they need something or have a question and that's it. Nothing's proactive, right? So it sounds like you guys are kind of similar in the sense... They're not at a size yet where they need a full-time CFO, right? So they can bring Reed in to kind of fill that role, right?
2: Correct. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what's the future look like? Where are you guys headed? It sounds like you, you're you focused on contractors and manufacturing, right? And are you going to continue focusing on that niche and uh, or are you going to split off on the something else?
2: No, we're, we're going to focus on that niche for quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and- until we, and we think within those two things, there's a lot of companies. And so we think that we can easily find enough companies to help and bring us under our wing that we'll have plenty of growth with just those two industries in this area. Are
0: You're going to add any additional services that you can think of? You got the, so let, let's l- label mm-hmm. some of that stuff. So you work with, you outsource a CMO, right? You got a, yep. a, a fractional CFO, right? You got like this EOS uh operating business operating system that you implement into these businesses right you file returns and the quarterlies and do you process payroll and stuff here too or not
2: we do some mostly through paychecks and okay adp or or,
0: yeah yeah Yeah. any other services in particular that you uh, offer
1: well i think uh one of the main things is you know when you're dealing with businesses the size of ours they're generally family-owned small businesses and Mm. then one of the things that comes up is, you know, succession planning. Yeah, um, and, and it may be succession planning, transferring the business to the kids, or it may be an exit strategy. And so those are things that where we can provide a lot of guidance and a lot of help and, and make sure things are set up properly so there's not a real negative tax impact on those kinds of things and yeah. and all of that. So
0: How about mergers and acquisitions of other companies bringing in or our business valuations? Do you deal with any of that?
2: We have partners who deal with that. Who can help you with that? We're working with a company down in Bloomington now that is solely focused on the origins and acquisition part. Mm. They're a really unique company. Yeah. Um, So that helps. And we do have other business valuation companies. If we need that we bring them in. That's a, that's a very specialized oh, yes, part.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. do that
2: and you usually don't do anything else.
0: Yeah. And right. it's specialized not only in the valuation process, but it seems like there's specialists in each industry for the yeah. valuations, right? Yeah. So not only would I be a business valuator, but I'd be a business valuator for contractors. And that's basically it. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're approaching 30 minutes here. Is there anything else that you want to mention that we didn't yet cover? Well, here's a question for you. Now, I'm part of something called Coalition 9. It's like a board of directors (laughs) that uh, you're familiar with them?
2: Absolutely. You're part of them too? I did not join yet. I was was kind of waiting uh, because I didn't really like um, online meetings. I I was in a CEO roundtable when... And yeah. it hit well, and okay. I quit because I, you know, the, the, I love the face to face
0: stuff. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're face to face now. Yeah, they are now. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Again, during uh, COVID, met, um, they weren't. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I met him uh, last year around August. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And cool we guy. And we're like, this is great. And in fact, I said, this is exactly the type of thing that the other CEO roundtables I've been in yeah. didn't deliver. Okay. I loved his ideas. I loved everything yeah. about it. Um, yeah, yeah. And so again, I was waiting until maybe you know the summertime when we can actually you know, sure. meet face to face. But yeah, he's he's a he's got a terrific idea, and he still emails me okay. all of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. So at our last meeting it was just like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have a facilitator. Her name is Sarah, and uh, she asked all of us this question. And I don't want. To, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. All right, so uh she says uh talk about giant a giant in your life and a, a giant could be somebody that has changed your life uh in in a new direction typically for the better right and it could be things like teachers or parents or coaches or family members or a neighbor that showed you know special attention for me <laughs> my example was my 7th grade football coach uh, who didn't play me. This is not the first year I went out for football, right? And uh, so excited. My parents would come watch every game, but I never got off the bench. Dude, this is so embarrassing. Like it, it crushed me. And I was committed that from that point forward, this is never, ever going to happen again. Right? And uh, so I convinced my my mom to you know, spend some money on a little crappy weight set from Sears, you know, those plastic weights that are filled with concrete and uh, comes with a, <laughs> a leg extension machine at the at the end of the bench and a, 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 a funny-looking poster you hang on the wall. It's like, this is how you do the bench press, right? And I worked out continuously from the end of football season in seventh grade until the beginning in eighth grade and not only lifting weights, but running and biking and all kinds of things and try to learn how to eat right and take some supplements and... It was a world of difference. So then eighth grade rolled around and I, it was the opposite. I never left the field, right? I played both ways, special teams, both ways, and uh, I, got, I was hooked. So, you know, Donnie Hoskins, my seventh grade football coach, I don't know if I want to call him a giant, but it, it changed the direction of my life, you know, and these, these things happen throughout our lives. Bill, I'll let you go first. Can you think of a giant in your life that kind of changed the direction of where you were headed?
2: Well, I actually can. We hired a marketing coach last April who has, um. he only works with accountants. He only works with accountants, said one, three partners. Yeah. He only has a, a limit of number of people he'll work for. Hmm. But he has provided us with the knowledge and the information on how, to focus on exactly what we're doing. We're mm. two industries. We have this size. We're not taking clients outside of that. We're not marketing to them. And he has really, really helped us be clear, m- more clear than attraction got us about 80% of the way, 90%, but he got us the rest of the way. He got us yeah. into the end zone, as it were, yeah. to to say this is our focus, here's what we do best, and we're going to continue to do this. And it, he has been really, really, really helpful to this us. This was just last year. Yep. Yep. We've been with him one year this month.
0: How'd you get introduced to him?
2: He emails us all the time. And oh, he was on dead. your radar. He's, he, he was on the radar for a while. Yeah, and yeah. finally, I just called him and said, okay, and he's in Australia. Really? Yep. And I called him, I'm like, what's the deal? And he went through his spiel and then I said, all right, I'll call you back in a week. And I called him back and he's like, no, here's the deal. And it's been really, really helpful to us.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Reed? Any giants in your life?
1: Yeah, I can think of a few, but I guess um, I'll I'll do it on the business side of things. I I was a, a CPA in in Omaha, Nebraska, and in the process of negotiating buying out the partner in our firm who was retiring with with two other guys. Or I decided I, I wasn't real excited about the opportunity. It looked like a lot of work to not make a lot of money. And all of a sudden, <laughs> a, a a guy approached me who his. Uh, wife was the secretary at a friend of mine's CPA firm and he said, we're looking for an accounting person here. So um, I went over and I interviewed and I became the controller at Data Transmission Network in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, Roger Broderson was the CEO there and and he liked the fact that I was a busy CPA in May when most of them were not busy. So that's, that's how I got the interview. Okay. And that led me to um, him walking into my office about 14-15 months later and asked me what i do doing and I said I was planning for year, and he goes so am I and I want to talk to you about a career change and he talked me into going into sales and marketing he was just, you know we're we're a growth company and we need help in that area and we think you I think you've got what it takes to do that and that was way out of my comfort zone yeah. but my dad was always in sales and marketing and, and sales management and I thought you know, my personality is a lot like his. Maybe this is a good thing sure. to try. So I went and I did that. And um, that led to me having eight different jobs at DTN over 15 years. Wow. Nobody ever had one of those jobs before me. Mm. I was the Come 12th up. employee in a public company and it grew to 1,500 employees when Holy I Holy cow.
0: you like and, a trailblazer.
1: And, yep. And yeah. I started a weather business for them in 1995 that became the largest weather business in the world and uh, that's how i ended up in minnesota we acquired a company up here okay. that did weather and so um we i moved a bunch of people up here at that time but you know roger broderson pushing me out of my comfort zone got me into learning not just the financial side of businesses but sales and marketing and customer service and all these other areas and so um, that's really served me well going forward and i think that's one of the things that you know differentiates what we provide as an accounting firm here is the broad business knowledge that bill and i possess Um, from doing so many different things and and experiences. so
0: Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for sharing.
1: All right, guys, let's wrap this up. I'm going to throw out the contact
0: information. It's W.A. Campion Company, located in Golden Valley, Minnesota. Phone number is... Now, is this the main number or is this your direct number, Bill? That's main number. Main number. Okay, the main number is 763 525 one nine eight three and then the website uh which everybody goes to rather phone numbers typically is w a campion and i'll spell that w a c a m p i o n dot com w a dot com looks like you guys are on linkedin facebook and twitter well at least you got the symbols on your business card anyway right <laughs> yep all right all right cool <laughs> Well, I appreciate the time Bill and Reed. Uh if you are a contractor or manufacturer and looking for not only, you know, tax returns but taking your business to the next level, implementing something like the EOS process into your business so you have a a plan in place, you have goals in place, you have everybody, you know, I guess reaching for the right the same direction. And uh th- I would check these guys out, man. So it, I, I'm a big believer in working with specialists, right? When I have to go to the general practitioner, the doctor for something, I don't care what it is. Like, I, I almost kind of dread it in the sense like, well, they're just going to refer me to a specialist anyway because it's the specialists that really know what they're doing. And I feel it's the same way in every industry, including accounting and, uh, and business planning. So, again, if you are a contractor or manufacturer, looking for a second opinion on your accounting work or you need a fractional cfo or you're just looking to take your business to the next level check these guys out wacampion.com bill reed i appreciate your time on being on minnesota made and uh i wish you guys all the luck thanks for having us that's it guys if you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.